this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. What up, Tigas listeners? Welcome to episode 70 of The Glory in Our Stories. Again, and as always, this podcast has been picked up by iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major platforms. On this episode, we have Shanika Ramsey, a local fashionista who challenges listeners and followers to alter their perspectives on food, wellness, and self-worth. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. This is your host, Calvin Pennywell Jr. Uh, For those of you who are listening for the first time, um, you can find all pre- and post-episodes on all major platforms. That's including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, recently iHeartRadio, excuse me. And um, I think there's a couple of other... um, sources you can use uh for again i I enjoy doing this reason being is because usually when i speak to someone and i see someone that i haven't seen in a while uh, the biggest question is how did you get here what led up to this point Um, that leads uh, to my guest today uh, miss shanika ramsey Um, i actually haven't seen her in a very long time um i just started popping up on uh, facebook as a vlogger and um i was like wow so I'm going to let you speak about your, your vlog, if you don't mind. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Shanika Ramsey. I am a fashion, beauty, and health uh, vlogger. And I do a lot of clothing reviews, hair reviews, and I am slowly getting into makeup as well as health reviews as well. So you have to check out my... Uh, Facebook page Shanika Ramsey my YouTube channel is the trendy diva with two V's and also I'm on Instagram as well the trendy diva with two V's <laughs> <laughs> now um, now to, just to give you all a back backstory uh, Shanika Ramsey and her family was one of the first families we met back in the uh, beginning of the 90s That's right. and um, I actually haven't seen her and her brother and her mom in person since the 90s, mm-hmm. actually. Yes. And um, the funny thing is, this is the first time I've been in this library um, in a very long time, since before I started college. That was like back in 2007. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea they redid it. Yes. It looks very nice. Really nice. <laughs> it, is, it looks kind of out of place because I'm not. I'm used to seeing, you remember the train yes, that, the was, train over that there. was over there? Yes. The kids were sitting in and you can, um, if you were a little bit older, you could probably take a nap if no kids were over there. Right. But you can go over there and as a kid, you can sit down, read your book, mm-hmm. have your own space. And yeah. <laughs> over here, they had those rooms isolated. Right. That's where I thought you were. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's, that's where I was going. And uh-huh. I was like, that doesn't look. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It looks different. Yeah, it's open now. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I was surprised that she let me use this room because this was one of those rooms that you just couldn't use, couldn't use at all <laughs> unless you had some uh, special permission. But um, just to give an idea of how much time has passed mm-hmm. and seeing you on, on, on social media mm-hmm. and seeing the obvious transformation that you've gone through. My, I always look and I was like, wow, what, what happened? Because we haven't spoken or have seen each other in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me ask you, as I always, let me ask you this question. I just started asking it recently. If you could use one word to describe your childhood, what would it be and why? To describe my childhood, I would probably, can I use two? Yeah. Okay. Quiet and timid. Okay. I would say quiet because I really didn't have a voice as a as a child. I was like very, very timid, very shy. So I just recently was able to gain my voice because mm-hmm. I knew that I had a purpose here on earth and I wanted to fulfill that. Yeah. You can't be shy. You can't be timid. You have to kind of break out of your shell. Yeah. So It's funny you said that because usually when I'm very intimidated by anything i recite the uh that poem by marianne williamson which you you've heard it mm-hmm. everybody has um our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate mm-hmm. and one thing that she does say is that who are we not to be brilliant and beautiful for we're all children of god and for us to shy away from what we were called to do we're actually limiting other people that's right <laughs> um so i can only imagine and every time and it's weird like Seeing women, that's that's what really gets to me. Seeing women break out and actually do what you want to do right. and show a sense of empowerment. Mm-hmm. And uh, people have called the last few years like the age of women because mm-hmm. women are just breaking out breaking and just out. doing, mm-hmm. like becoming trailblazers. Yes. And you're not only influencing women, but you're influencing men and other people as well. Um, so what, what inspired you to do what you're doing now? <clears throat> Let- can I take? Can I go back to my childhood? Just yeah, a little go bit? ahead. Okay, let's go back there. Um, as a child, a lot of people didn't know this, but I suffered from chronic asthma, mm-hmm. and the doctors kind of put me on steroids. So I was smaller as a child, so I yeah. was kind of frail, kind of little, and the doctors advised my parents to kind of put me on steroids. So with the steroid treatments, I began to get heavier. Yeah. So I just remember being in elementary, middle, uh, high school, being one of the heaviest kids always in the room. Mm-hmm. I remember being, you know, heavy. So um, one day I just looked at myself in the mirror and I just didn't like myself. And I began to get severely, severely depressed because of it. And that made me want to eat more, eat more. And I used to tell myself, nobody's going to want you. Look at you. You know, nobody's going to want to be in a relationship with you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I had all these things that I was telling, psyching myself out in my head. But it was all because of my physical appearance. And I didn't like the person that I was turning into be. Mm-hmm. So I tipped the scale at about 315, 320. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to hit borderline everything um i was already morbid obese and Mm -hmm. i was beginning to hit 
uh, high blood pressure and high cholesterol and heart attack range. Like I was just in a danger zone for yeah. myself. And one day I was laying in the bed eating some Doritos <laughs> and I was thumbing through YouTube and I came upon this motivational speaker. I know everybody's familiar with him. Les Brown. Oh, yes. Yes. Man. He is yeah. one of my favorite. He is awesome. Yes, he is. But he was delivering a speech that inspired me so much. And it was telling me to live your purpose and anything is possible was the name of the speech. Yeah. I don't know if you heard of that or mm -hmm. not. But... It's possible. So I began to listen to this and I'm like, okay, I can do this. So um, shortly after that, I ran across one of my good friends. She had recently had um, bariatric surgery. What's that? Uh, that's a surgery to where they make your stomach smaller. Mm. So you're not able to eat as much, which causes you to lose weight. Yeah. Okay, so I did my research on that. And I was able to actually have that surgery back in 2017. So November mm -hmm. 2017, I actually had the gastric bypass, which is the complete rerouting of my uh, in gastric. Yeah track mm -hmm. so um but what they don't a lot of people are like oh well you took the easy way out blah 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 but it's a lot that comes with that surgery thank you all for listening so far keep tuning in as we take a break and be right back Hello, TGOS listeners. Not only am I the host of the Glory in Our Stories, I'm also the Director of Public Relations of Create Augusta. Create Augusta is an organization that seeks to assist artists with fulfilling their purpose, maintaining good integrity, and establishing a solid sense of excellence. These core values influence us staff members to help artists utilize their craft, build their brand, and manage relational connections through social networking. I work alongside Mike Sarge, co-founder and director of creativity and innovations, Chris Townsend, co-founder and director of business relations, and Adrian Marcia, director of operations and personnel. Check out our website at creategreatness.com. That's C-R-E, the number eight, G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S.com for additional details. In the words of Mike Sarge, I will create. And now back to the episode. And the first thing that they, it's three things that they teach you. It's to watch what you eat, mm -hmm. get some type of physical exercise, and change the way you think about food. Yeah. And that's what I was able to do. Those three things is like my Bible. I live on that. I'm conscious, always conscious of what I eat, what I drink, mm -hmm. and getting some type of um, physical activity yeah so that's it's, in a nutshell now it's funny you said it about the steroids mm -hmm. i used to think that was a temporary fix oh that you only take momentarily but mm -hmm. i didn't know that's something that you can be on for a long period oh, of time i was on it for years because i don't know exactly cj how it worked along with the chronic asthma yeah but i would have spouts to where i couldn't breathe they would have to put me in they call them 
tents back then. Yeah. And it had like oxygen going all in the tent. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't I couldn't even be sitting in a room like this and, and breathe. I couldn't. So mm -hmm. somehow the steroids were able to help my immune system in some type of way. Mm -hmm. And I was able to breathe better. The asthma went away, yeah. but the weight stuck. Mm -hmm. And I kept eating and kept eating and kept eating until I was over 300 pounds. Wow. Mm -hmm. In the um the the process that you said which was post the surgery. Mm -hmm. You just described the triangle. Right. And uh, one person mentioned it recently and when it comes to triangles each side supports the other. Exactly. So how do you incorporate all aspects of that and uh, and maintain it so that there's nothing that falls over or you uh, end up in a place where you didn't want to be. Right. Mentally, physically and spiritually. <clears throat> so if you're living <laughs> on this earth, you just don't have time, right? Yeah. It's, it's, that's just what it is. I mean, we're mothers, we're fathers, we're sisters, we're brothers. I mean, we work, we're starting business, businesses. We're just busy all around. But what helps me to stay grounded is, number one, like I said before, be conscious. Mm -hmm. I know that. I don't want to get back to that same spot to where I was so depressed to where I didn't want to get out of the bed. So I fact, I put this stuff in my schedule. Um, let's start with working out. Um, I, I do have a gym membership, but I may not be able to go to the gym all the time. Yeah. I have certain equipment in my house that I work out. So if I have to be somewhere at six in the morning, the gym is not open. I may put on a workout tape. I may run my stairs. Um, I may do use my resistance bands. Mm -hmm. So I do all that in the home. So it's very important not to fix our mind to have to be in one setting to work out yeah. because you, you won't ever do it. You know, not you won't ever do it. Mm -hmm. You won't. You may not be able to do it. Yeah. So you want to be able to just be conscious enough to say, you know what? I need to work out and I'm going to get this workout in regardless of where I'm at. Yeah. And as for food, nobody eats 100% clean. Who, who are you if you do? Yeah. I mean, you have no life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I feel. <laughs> and I, I do engage in foods that I like. But that conscious word... And mm -hmm. I say that a lot. Be conscious. If I know I just ate a large carby meal on Monday, Tuesday I'm going to eat cleaner. Period. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to go back down that, you know, spiraling road. So those are some things that have helped me, you know, maintain my weight and have continued, you know, through weight loss. And the last thing is you can't, when you're obese, you think of food in a whole different light. Mm -hmm. You associate food with everything. And I had to break that cycle. If I'm going to a baseball game, I want a hot dog. Yeah. If I'm going to the movies, I want popcorn. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm going out to eat, I want to, you know, I, I want nachos or something like that. If I'm watching TV at home, I, I want spaghetti. You know, we s socialize. If you've ever been obese, 
you'll know what I mean when I say this. You, everything, your whole life revolves around food. And I wanted to break that cycle. I wanted to change stuff around. So in um, the surgery process, you have to do a series of nutritional classes and they also make you see a psychiatrist. And this was something that I was really, really able to take with me. And she was able to help me break that cycle of associating food with everything in my life. Wow. I mean, it's so much more that life has to offer other than food. Yeah. And that's what I was in, able to engage in. You know, a lot of times if I'm sitting at, at home Normally, the morbid obese Shanika, oh, let me make a sandwich. Now, oh, let me get a book. Let me read a book. Mm -hmm. You know, let me do something else that's going to make my life better other than, you know, think about food. So that's how I'm, I'm able to keep myself grounded. But um, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> it sounds like this, uh, you're seeking mental stimulation. Yes. And that having that as a as a as a substitute, it really helps. And I was just thinking about what you were saying about going to the movies. Yes. Every time I go, I, I my mind, I'm like, I have to get something from Taco Bell. Oh. <laughs> and 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 um, one my fiance gets on to me a lot about bringing food into the theater. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about it now because now that I'm getting older, mm -hmm. you know, your metabolism starts slowing down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you, and it's more difficult for you to work out. You know, probably like a whole bag of donuts you be, used to be able to eat. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. But you made a Beautiful, beautiful point, and that's changing your mentality. That's right. That's where everything starts, mm -hmm. and everything like everything else filters. Yes. From that. Mm -hmm. So was there? You described the moment where you were like, "I have to make a change," mm -hmm. but at that moment, and it's funny because I can relate to that because years ago, I at something happened in my life that was very devastating, and I didn't like who I was. Mm -hmm. I remember looking in the mirror. I said, "I don't like you." That's mm -hmm. the first time I've ever done that. Yeah. So I had to make a, a change. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I said, I know I'm going to continuously evolve, <clears throat> but I can't go back to right. who that was, mm -hmm. who that person was. Um, so I understand that I'm pretty certain you have urges. Mm -hmm. so, of so how do you how do you combat those? I if I have an urge to have something, it depends. On a good week, if I'm able to work out five days a week, then I'm able to indulge in some things that I want. Mm -hmm. But I try and I call them cheat days. Yeah. Uh, Saturday and Sunday are kind of like my days off. Mm -hmm. And those are pretty much the time when I spend time with my family and when I spend time with my friends. And you don't want to sit there and eat a salad while they're having a plate of nachos. Yeah. I want nachos. <laughs> so, um, I tell myself that, okay, Shanika, if you work out and you eat sensibly the whole week, on Saturday, whenever you go out with your friends, you can have those shrimp nachos. You can have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember Steve Harvey mm -hmm. <laughs> complaining. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Steve, he was talking about, man, I got to do all this stuff throughout the week. Yeah. But on Sunday, mm -hmm. I have my macaroni and cheese <laughs> and I have my, my cornbread mm -hmm. and... He said, but throughout the week, if I want to fit in this suit, 
I got. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I got pushed back. Exactly. And yeah. that's one of the most. And I remember, you know, The Rock used to post mm-hmm. his cheat days yeah. and he would have like waffles and mm-hmm. pizza. And But I, if you look at him, you're like, yo, he's he earned it. Yeah. He you worked hard it. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does this process filtered into how you operate with your family and everybody else? Well, I am. Let me say this. I just don't talk about the life that I live. I actually live this life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's more than just living it for myself. It's yeah. more to help motivate and encourage somebody else that was in a slump like me. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I live for this. How often do you hear someone s- say that phrase, I live for this? Yo, the last time that I said something similar was in an undergrad class. Um, uh, and it was a literature class. It was a lit class. And I was explaining to my professor that I felt that I was meant to be a writer. I was made to be a writer. And one of my classmates was like, um, I wouldn't take it to that extreme. I don't feel that way. And which was understandable. Um, but at that point in my life, I felt like this is what God created me to do. Um, but there are moments in your life where something means the world to you because it changed you. It helped you evolve. And listening to Shanika Ramsey, I can tell that this transformation has not just transformed her physically, but mentally, spiritually and psychologically. So continue to listen in. This is the glory in our stories with Miss Shanika Ramsey. And I live it like, um, just the other day, I'll give you an example. I was over to one of my friend's houses, and she was frying chicken. I don't eat fried chicken. In fact, I don't eat any meat other than seafood. Yeah. So when I saw it, and don't get me wrong, chicken is not bad. Mm-hmm. There, there is very lean cuts of chicken, so don't go taking chicken out your <laughs> diet, y'all. Chicken is okay. But she was actually frying it, and she was using Crisco. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I say, you can't even pour this grease down your sink. Why would you put this in your body? That's Why? a good. That's a good point. So yeah. it's very important to me that I live the life number one, and that I'm able to encourage somebody else to do the right thing. Uh, so many options now out there, CJ, that you can use. You don't have to fry chicken anymore. You can use an air fryer. They yeah, have. Yeah, I heard about that. And if you just want to put it on the stove, do olive oil. Hmm. But you know, put a little bit at the skin, put a little bit in the skillet, and pan fry it in olive oil. You could also uh, now you could bake it in the oven to where it gets so crispy to where you think you're eating fried chicken. There's yeah. so many ways that you can you know eat nowadays that once you become conscious, then you're able to you know alter you know how you eat and i don't look at it like um a diet i don't ever want to live my life like i'm gonna diet for the rest of my life yeah oh my god i die but what i wanted what i want to do is be able to make lifestyle changes things that i can incorporate in my diet outside of my cheat days that I can, when I have those cravings, mm-hmm. I can, you know, use. One big thing before I, um, when I was obese, I loved rice. Mm-hmm. But now I found a way to rice cauliflower. 
Mm. Oh my God. Shave it off of there and you kind of brown it in a skillet with olive oil. That's your rice. Put it over your chicken or under your chicken, your beef, whatever you have, and you have a no carb or low carb rice. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to tweak my life just a little bit to where that I know that I can maintain my weight loss. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, not think of it as, oh, I have to diet for the rest of my life. Who's going to stick with it? Yeah. Nobody. Because the diet sounds so restricting. Yes. It's harsh. Yeah. Nobody wants to eat a bowl or a salad for the rest of their lives. But if you if you give me something else that's just as healthy as that salad, and another... Um, a recipe that I like eggplant lasagna delicious instead of using noodles mm-hmm. slice your eggplant um, and put it as the noodles so it's these little recipes that I found that you know that kind of helped me get through and you still get that craving what you want yeah. but it's a healthier choice so do you think um City planning can plays a role in the accessibility of healthy options towards people. Say that. Say that again. Like with uh, say, for instance, growing up here, you mm-hmm. know, we over the last what ten years, we've mm-hmm. just now gotten a couple of restaurants downtown. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess um, in comparison to Augusta, where they have Sprouts now, and they oh, used yeah. to have mm-hmm. uh, the Mark. What is it? Um, what's the name of that place? It used to be on Washington Road. Oh my goodness. The marketplace? I think that's it. The marketplace? It's a lot of them, though, that have healthy, healthier options. You're right. And, and Augusta is a bigger city, so you know they're yeah. going to have better options. But it's small things that we could just do where we're at now. Mm-hmm. And one big thing that helped me, CJ, was reading the back of the labels. A lot of people don't do that. You, you got to <laughs> turn it to a... <clears throat> a freaking label reader here. Yeah. And one thing is whenever you think about like your seafood, I'm a big seafood eater. Mm-hmm. So I, all my seafood, if I buy it out of the store, it has to be wild caught. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take seafood out of its natural habitat. A lot of seafood now that Walmart has, and that's the only big place that we have here in Thompson, yeah. is Walmart. And a lot of that seafood is farm-raised. So they put this seafood into a fish into this pond. And they put as many as they can in there. And they're restricting these fish. And they're genetically modifying them in a pond. In their own fish pond. Now, we know salmon doesn't supposed to grow in a pond. Mm -hmm. Salmon needs to be in the ocean, in its natural habitat. Yeah. So that's one thing that's helped me as well. Like not only do you want to eat food that's low in calories, low in carbs, you want to get all around the best food that you can eat. Mm-hmm. As well as if you eat chicken or beef, you want to make sure that the farms are this is farm raised meat. You want to make sure that, you know, this meat is coming from a great place. The chickens, you want to make sure that 
they're not, you know, in these little bitty cage and, and made to lay eggs all day. So you, you want to make sure that you research your meat as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. I buy organic everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to make sure that everything that goes into your body is healthy because your body's a temple. So that's how I look at it. Be conscious. And I keep throwing that word out because it's a word that I live by in all aspects of my life. I'm conscious of everything that I put in my body. Mm-hmm. And you got to be if you want to live long. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, right now I can't eat fried chicken anymore. Yeah. And I refuse. It just, <laughs> man. And even most things fried. Mm-hmm. And even fish, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I, I really, I, I am a fan of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a fan of tilapia oh. until I heard about how that was. No. <laughs> how that was pretty, I had no idea, yeah. and it's yeah. not even a real fish. It's not. Wow. It's not. And it's and it's funny how we get tricked into that thing. Seeing if mm-hmm. it's sold in the store, obviously it has yes. to be real. Yeah. Wow. But and, and that's something that you kind of have to watch because even with tilapia, I haven't ate tilapia like for many many years until i came until someone gave me the the tea i'm gonna say tea on tilapia (laughs) and it's not even a real fish you're right and way back when when we were little you nobody ever heard of a tilapia Mm -hmm. it just kind of appeared yeah so this what this is what makes me feel like it's a genetically modified fish Mm -hmm. and we don't want to eat that we don't want to put that in our body yeah yeah Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, let me get this right because I'm trying to get the distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. Are you vegetarian or mm-hmm. vegan? Well, I don't want to put a label on it. Okay. Because when you do that, say for instance, okay, vegan is vegetarian is when you eat nothing but vegetables. Okay. Okay, and and vegan is. I'm not quite sure how that fits in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think vegans eat like eggs or anything that's animal based. Animal based. Okay. But see, I still do. I, I, I eat eggs. Yeah. But I I'm closer to a pescetarian, which would be someone that only eats seafood. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I don't even want to call it that, CJ. Yeah. I just wanna call it conscious, more health conscious yeah hello again listen if you're inspired by this podcast or any particular episode i would love to hear from you there's nothing better than connecting with people hit me up via facebook instagram or twitter so we can start some encouraging dialogue whether it's pertaining to your story or someone else's and now back to the episode The basic, the basis of my diet is um, vegetarian. I don't eat a lot of meat, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm weird when it comes to meat. <laughs> um, I just, I feel like we should be limited with the meat because you don't know the state of the animal when it's being killed, and mm-hmm. I feel like that goes into your body. Yeah. So I limit myself with meat, even though I love 
I love fish. Mm-hmm. I love shrimp. I love oysters. I love all of that stuff. But I am just limited with that. I try my best to eat a um, a plant based diet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing I can't eat mm-hmm. is an oyster. You can't. I I'm, love them. Mm-mm. Clams. I love uh, mussels. Mm-hmm. I love all that. <laughs> I tried a uh, what was it? It was a Cajun boil. Mm-hmm. Um, but what kind of I've got a old Cajun boil or something, and it was mm-hmm. this guy who did get this old country country old boil, country boil, and yes. the and the shrimps that he had, mm-hmm. they were like, we're gonna have to shut because I never had one before, mm-hmm. and I loved it, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that's how you you had to twist the head and pull it and that whole crawfish, pro- yes, yes, crawfish, crawfish, yes, crawfish okay. boil, mm-hmm. and that was so delicious. Mm-hmm. It had the sausage, the corn, mm-hmm. the potatoes, mm-hmm. and I've I've never, I think over the last ten years, it's mm-hmm. the first time I've actually started eating fish in general. Yes, because I used to, I grew up eating chicken mm-hmm. and, and beef, beef. and mm-hmm. and I can't even really eat beef as much as I want, mm-hmm. and pork as well. Yes. <clears throat> I had uh, some, you know, those thick slices of bacon that mm-hmm. they started selling. Yeah, I had that. It tastes so good, mm-hmm. but maybe two hours later, I did not feel well at all. Oh yeah, and I I <laughs> thought it was dairy. Cause yeah. I'm I, I'm lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. but it was it was the bacon. Bacon. Mm-hmm. So I had to literally cut that out of uh, my eating eating habit. Right. And um and that's another thing I'm learning is your body would tell you. Oh yeah. If and and, and most of us aren't listening, mm-hmm. which is why we end up having certain diseases and right. um, um mostly with our cultures diabetes. Yes. And um it plagues our culture. And it it's and it's it. terrible. It is. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So um. So when you speak to someone, like somebody that having issues with their eating, mm-hmm. um, since they are beginners and they, this is going to be something that's very difficult for them to like get accustomed to, what would you? What do you tell them usually? The first thing I would tell someone that is beginning a weight loss journey or a health conscious yeah. journey, I would say get moving. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Get off the couch. Um, find time to walk your neighborhood. Walk your dog. Um, walk the treadmill. Um, do jumping jacks in your house. That's the first thing I would say is get moving. Um, because I feel like that's the hardest thing is to incorporate some sort of physical activity into your lifestyle. The second thing... <clears throat> is to become more, here goes this word again, more food conscious. Mm -hmm. Um, Be conscious of what you eat. Read those labels. Know what's in your food. Um, Understand that the basic basis of your diet should be plant-based. Yeah. It should be plant-based. We should have less processed foods and um, less meats and more organic Farm-raised veggies and fruits. That should be our. Um, that should be our the balance of our diet. Um, but I would also ask them to kind of incorporate more of the lean. If you have to have meat, um, just like what we talked about, um, know where that meat is coming from and choose the healthier cuts of meat. Yeah. Even if you have to have pork. I don't advise anybody to eat pork. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do, there are healthier cuts of pork 
that you can eat and just to get you started. And then as you become, as the weight start come, as the weight starts coming off, you're going to become health conscious. Yeah. It's, it's no way around that. You're going to see how you look and you're going to see how your body feels and you're going to want to continue. Mm-hmm. So I advise everybody to read, to Google, and to make sure that everything that we put in our bodies is fuel and that's going to help us um, grow and it's going to help us be on this earth for longer, for a longer period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So switching over to the ideal of fashion. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, your clothes mm-hmm. have changed. Oh, yeah. So what do you do? Like, how do you, did you get rid of them? Or have you, like, how was that process for you um, transitioning in your, in your clothing sizes? Well, it really wasn't hard for me to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being, coming from, when you're that heavy, you're in... 24, 26, you're paying an arm and a leg for your clothing. So it's, it's, I had some sort of emotional attachment, but when I came to the realization to, okay, Shanika, this is the old you never to be again. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not going to hold on to this stuff. So the majority of it, I donated to Manor here in Thompson. Mm -hmm. So, um, but as for my fashion, I feel like I've, I've, always been fashionable and I've always wanted some sort of fashion platform but I was so scared and timid and shy and I think all of that was because I was hiding behind so much weight and being the heaviest person in the room it's hard to be fashionable because you feel like everyone's looking at you based on your weight. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah. No, you know, not dissing any of the plus size, you know, fashionistas because I feel like fashion comes in no size. I mean, you could yeah. be fashionable any size, but this is just how I felt. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, coming into a room, I, people didn't even get a chance to see my fashion because I was so heavy, yeah. you know, and that's how I felt. So when I was able to shed a couple layers of skin, I kind of felt like who left the gate open? You know, I felt like that little dog running on Facebook, running to get out of the gate. (laughs) That's how I felt like I can tackle anything when it comes to fashion. And I, I've always, like I said, I've always had that love for fashion. They're so scared to jump out in there, but this has given me the motivation to become better you know to feel more confident in what i wear yeah and that's what it's all about not to put a size on anybody yeah you know but it's to make you the best you yeah that's my goal that was my goal and that should be everybody's goal not comparing your journey to mine mine to yours yours to hers it's not about that it's about you being the best person that you can be Mm -hmm. me you yeah. So that's how I always looked at it. And that's how I tied it in with fashion. I'm more confident now. So I'm able to do that clothing review for that store because I, I feel confident enough to put on that. Mm-hmm. But before I wasn't. Hmm. So. Uh, first person I think about when it comes to, uh, to uh, different sizes is mm-hmm. Izzo. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, her album cover. Like mm-hmm. that's the one word that you use was is which is right on the money. Confidence. Yes. Nobody can kill you. Nobody could uh could kill you on that. And um when you have that, and that's one thing. And I'm just speaking from a male's perspective. Mm-hmm. No matter what size you are, if you're confident mm-hmm. and okay with who you are, so are we. Yes, right. We okay with that mm-hmm. because honestly, no woman wants to hear a man constantly complaining about his insecurities. I know right. we we all have them, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a general it's a general turnoff. Right. Um, but to see a woman like that and be like, yo, she can wear what she wants to wear and what mm-hmm. she feels comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And dance and sing whatever, and because mm-hmm. she's confident in who she is. Right. I mean, the man, this suit that she had on in the Tiny Desk concert that she had it was this yellow mm-hmm. um, jumpsuit, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And you, and you start <laughs> seeing, yeah, yeah. I'm like that looks. That's she, she's pulling it. That looks dope, right? Because she has, she's confident, confident in, in the way it fits her. Mm-hmm. And um, and I noticed that a lot of people end up wearing stuff mm-hmm. that they probably shouldn't. Right. <laughs> and being reminded that you should you should wear something that caters to your body type. Right. Yeah, and then I think that that applies to us men too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, when I first got to college, I was into the like the tight clothing and stuff, but now I'm getting older and I'm not as small as I used to mm-hmm. be and I'm able to pick out certain things that, that I feel comfortable in. And I mm-hmm. think that also becomes comes with wisdom and age. It 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 does to a certain extent because I'm kind of biased with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like people should be able to do what they want to do. Yeah. I'm going to sum it up just like that. I feel like you should be able to wear whatever you want to wear. And I do feel like certain, you know, as you become more age conscious or, you know, in the direction of your life, then yeah, your fashion is going to change. But I don't feel like we should put labels on people and say, well, she shouldn't wear that or he shouldn't wear that. Um, I feel like people should be able to feel free in whatever they want to wear. And, you know, they if as long as they're confident in it, whatever. And that's what's so great about fashion now, CJ, is you have so many different ways you can wear different stuff so many different transitions and so many styles and that's the fun of it yeah. it's being able to wear something and be unapologetically mm-hmm. you know be able to wear something and say you know nobody else wouldn't wear this but i'm gonna wear this yeah you know yeah. that's that's fashion mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's the that's the boldness in it. A lot of people that have breaking those barriers mm-hmm. since fashion came out is right. being having the boldness mm-hmm. to say this is what I'm into. Have at it. Oh man, I, the guy that plays and pose, the older guy, mm-hmm. I, I his boldness. Yeah, I'm like yo, bro. It's <laughs> I give you props on that. I really do. Cause, I can't do it, but you could. Yeah. You did it well. <laughs> <laughs> More power to you, right. man. Right. Um, but I'm actually this last question because of because of the sake of time. Um, mm-hmm. I always ask people um, this because the answers vary. Okay. But what would you say is the the glory in your story? The glory in my story. The glory in my story is the my ending. The the ending that I'm running towards, and that's to be able to be a beacon of hope. To be a more of an inspiration to somebody else to let somebody that's 
severely depressed person know that, okay, you can make it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. And I want all of this to be shown on all of my social media platforms. I'm very conscious about what I post and I want to make sure that people are getting that glory in my story. Yeah. I want to make sure that people know that, you know what, I can do this. And they get inspired through culture and fashion and health all through me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just be the person talking about it. I want to be about it. Yeah. You know, and I pray to God that before I leave this earth, that somebody else, if it's just one person, two people, five people, are able to grab that from what I'm trying to do, my from the platform that I'm trying to build, just to be confident, be your best self. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that. Uh, for those of you who are listening, and again, thank you for your time. Oh, I enjoyed it, CJ. This is super uh, fun. <laughs> I'll have to come back. Yes, yes, most definitely. I know there's more you can share oh, in yeah. the in and outs and as far as more details, but uh, I guess we'll get into that later. Yes. Um, but for those of you who are listening, uh, this is the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories with Miss Shanika Ramsey. Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories.